everyone, welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Russ Perry. And today we are digging into the contact list and digging into someone who has been one of my favorite contacts for over 10 years. And that is the founder and CEO of Trainual, Mr. Chris Ronzio. Chris, welcome to the show. Man, not only your contact list, but I think we have a dozen different ways of contacting each other through whatever WhatsApp and and, and Slack, shared channels, every like, channel, texting, it, emails. We're every, friends on threads. <laughs> every time a new app comes out, we're like, oh, sweet, another <laughs> channel to talk on. It's 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 pretty impressive. I think one day we should just like decide for that only for the week and really lean into them all. Um, but dude, I'm super excited. This literally is like a podcasting, you know, with my friend and, uh, I know people probably say that on podcasts, like my good friend, you know, Bill Clinton, but like, this is really like truly my friend, but I'm excited because as we've been talking about for a lot of episodes, we're looking at the intersection of creativity and technology and, uh, Chris and his company Trainual has taken an approach, a highly technically driven approach to a very basic problem that just about every business has. So Chris, you are the expert in the elevator pitch. Why don't we share a little bit about what Trainual is and, um, you know, two minutes on how you ended up here because you, you started in a much different place and then discovered the, the, the value of Trainual and built it out. Yeah. So I'll start with what you said. The basic problem that businesses have is as they grow and as they succeed, how they run the business becomes crucial and the consistency for how they run the business becomes crucial because when we all start, when we get into business, maybe we're doing some service, some one-off service, we're really good at that thing. And then the minute you give it to someone else, can they uphold your quality? Can they do it like you did? Can you finally let go of that task or responsibility and scale? And a lot of businesses can't, a lot of people struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And so what I saw first in my own business was uh, which was a video production company, I couldn't be the camera guy at every event around the country. So I had to get really good at training camera operators on how to show up and do things like I wanted it done. And so as we did hundreds and hundreds of events at thousands of venues across the US and onboarded and trained hundreds of camera operators, I developed this real specialty in onboarding and training and process and documentation and developing really like a playbook for mm -hmm. your business. And so fast forward, I sold that company, started consulting for other businesses on how to do this, and then thought there should be a tool that's designed for this, for every business to just house all of their company knowledge, their roles and responsibilities, their org charts, their policies, their processes, and make it instantly available to all their people. So that's what Trainual is, that's what we do, and that's the space I play in. So like, this is a dumb question, but I think it's worth exploring. It seems like to me, how your business runs and works could be one of the most fundamental things that you want to focus on. But why is it su such a shit show sometimes where people never do like you, like we, so disclaimer, I'm an investor in Trainual, but I was a client of Trainual beforehand. I've been using it from the beginning to design pickle. And even today we, you know, we're approaching nine year birthday. We get like your onboarding process was the best I've ever experienced. Like this is the best and it's all powered by Trainual. It's logical to me, logical to you, but so many businesses don't care about this really, really, really important thing is like, how does your business run? How do you communicate it? Why is that missed? Think about like in business level one is 
satisfying your customers. You know, right. you're, you're trying to, you know, do the service for your customer, answer that call, put out that burning fire. And in businesses that are, you know, just kind of scraping by, you're always putting out fires and right. the fires are going to be the most urgent thing in the business. And so with whatever time you have left, you know, maybe documentation and working on policies and processes is not the thing that you're focused on. You're focused on well, like, how do I change my pricing or how do I invent a new product or a uh-huh. new service? And so especially creative entrepreneurs, we want to focus on that part, the creating part and not the, the packaging up what we've already done in the past so we can organize it and hand it off to someone else. So it's not the most urgent thing. Now where that Mm -hmm. flips is either if your business starts to really scale, where you've got all this crazy demand and you know that you can't deliver it all yourself, it forces you to this place where you have to consistently deliver for your customers. So that's right. that's like the one reason people start using it. And then the second reason is if you've got enough people and you need a good employee experience, so not right. just a customer experience, but an employee experience, that's when you start to invest on the onboarding and training and saying like, well, how do I get someone productive in, you know, 15 days instead of in 30 days. You don't care about that if you're only hiring one person a year, but if you're starting to hire, you know, 10, 20, 30 people a year, it it really matters. Right. And I would imagine too, at the earlier stages, your business is, is changing a lot all the time too. And there might be this preconceived notion, well, hey, we're not, you know, we're changing our strategy or launching new stuff, or we don't really know. So let's figure it out first. And then we'll come to it. Then we'll, we'll go there. But then like you never, you never get to it. And then it becomes, you grow and you grow and you grow. And all of a sudden you have all of these people doing a lot of things, but everything's in their head. Everything's, yeah. you know, it's super tribal in terms of how knowledge is transferred. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, you know, the shiny object syndrome. If, if as a team of one, you're, you're attracted to the shiny objects and you're always changing things, you'll never build a business that scales, right? You have to actually have some core thing. That's like the cash cow of your business. Like you guys did with the unlimited design at the beginning, you had this really simple service and you're able to scale that to thousands of clients because there's a package, there's a process, there's people that do this thing when you've got something like that in your business, you need process, you need training, you need more people to enable growth. But a lot of people never get to that second or fifth or 10th person because they're changing everything that they do every day. Right. And I'll, I'll add, like, I think, I think it depends on your business model, but if you're selling a software or you're selling like a physical good or product, often the client experience is dictated by the function of what that is. So how does the software work or how does the product, you know, you receive the product and you open it. It's like an iPhone case or whatever it is. It's like very compiled, but in services and human driven businesses, the product is the experience often, and that's not easily delivered consistently. And so I knew from day one, when I wanted to deliver a consistent experience in a space that's kind of, abstract, right? Creativity is like not always viewed the same way. I had to do my very best effort to document the way we did things to, to minimize the variables, to make sure like there's already enough in creativity and design, but like, how do we make sure that clients, you know, this is how we communicate. This is how fast, this is the tools we use. So I think for a lot of companies, they, they, um, they think about the experience and the, the thing they're doing, but the the people are the experience as well. And that has to be documented no different than documentation for software, like how the software is used and how the software is run. Yeah. Question I get all the time is how do you, how do you reconcile creativity and process? Because they feel like at odds with each other. And you, you, if you think about 
a artist with a canvas and they have to make one picture a day, there is a process that wraps all around their creativity. There's like the setup of the canvas. There's like getting the paints ready. There's like coming into that session where you're going to paint and you've already eaten and you know generally what the subject of what you're going to paint is and you've talked to the client like all of that stuff that sequence is process and process enables efficient creativity right the right. process of of a sequence of of having a you know consistent output is what lets you not think about all the other stuff so you can maximize your creativity you can do the thing that really drives the value for you and your client yeah. so so what you know with trainual itself i mean i know it you know it but it's essentially an online manual for your company i mean it's a way for all of this information for the people to access to find it to sort it um i i think it's it's incredibly simple business and incredibly straightforward but what have been the challenges because you and i think like everyone needs it right but people people often don't have it and we talked about the busyness we talked about all this but is there a technical limitation are there things that you see all the time in terms of like how do you get information from brains into the web into the cloud yeah. if you will <laughs> yeah so we can get crazy futuristic on this topic if you want but you know i i do this presentation where i've got this this slide and it's like a, per, a person a guy with a helmet on with all these wires coming out of it mm -hmm. and i joke that like that's version 10 of trainual yeah you know we <laughs> we have this we have this trademark get your business out of your brain we use it in all of our advertising because that's what people are trying to do it's like you, when you hear terms like tribal knowledge or things, you know, it's it, it's the burden of knowledge that people have that the business can't run without them. If they miss a day, if they're sick, if they get, you know, the whole hit by the bus thing, the business collapses. And so the challenge is getting people to do this work. But beyond just the prioritization that we talked about earlier, sitting down and thinking in a logical step by step operational process way is not a skill that everybody right, has. Right. And so recently this whole idea of generative AI and helping people with suggestive text has been a game changer for people that just don't think like that right. because you can prompt them. You can say, what's the general topic that we need to document here? And then it says, okay, here's 15 ideas. Do you do any of these? And then it's like, click, 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 click. And then those seven things you selected turn into, you know, 10 paragraphs of information. It's like, is this accurate? And you're like, oh, let me just change that thing and change this thing. And, and it's like, hey, we should stylize this. Why don't you put in a video here? Oh, that's a great idea. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, you're done with this thing that you couldn't possibly have produced before. So, so time out. I mean, I know, but like, this is, this is where you guys are at right now, right? Like these are the things that you guys are doing with your technology to enable this superpower, which for, for listeners, we've been talking a lot to founders and CEOs of different companies that have generative images, generative copy. We worked with a video company talking about that, but, um, you can see here how this, this advent of, of generative, whatever is so prevalent in so many different industries. And you know what I love about what you've done, Chris, is you've thought about how do we pull in something that people might know, but also could be documented, right? It could be out there in the world and they don't have to reinvent the wheel and to use this technology and bring it into our process. Because yeah, what was the challenge before? It was getting your users to just do it 
like sit down and write. Yeah. It's like this blank page syndrome. You know, at the beginning when we launched, it was, it was literally just like you firing up a blog post in WordPress and you've got this blank page and it's hello world. You know, like, what do I do with that? So when we started, it was hard for people. And so what we, the first thing we we did was we built a whole template library right. and we said, okay, if we pre-build these templates and we pre-write standard operating procedures for common things, at least that's a basic start for people. They can fill in the blanks, they can customize it. And we built hundreds of those things. And then we, we rolled out this functionality for roles and responsibilities. And we had at the time already thousands of companies using the product. And so we were able to use our own machine learning and kind of build this engine to say, well, here, based on your industry, is a bunch of the roles you probably have in your business. Mm -hmm. And then here's a set of responsibilities for each of those roles. And now you've got at least the headline of the, the process that you need to document. How do you do that responsibility? Right. And so that was our bridge over the last couple of years. And now the huge leap forward is just automatically writing that content for you and saying, okay, you, you, you want to know how to, you know, replace a filter at your HVAC company. Well, boom, here's a 10 step set of instructions. Right. And, and you're like, oh, step number six, we actually use this different brand of filters, sub that in and you're good to go. Right. What's been, so when did you launch this and what's been the adoption of, of, of these tools? So we first launched it. We did a proof of concept in January of 2023. We launched it across to all of our customers in March of 2023. And then we've just been iterating since then. So we rolled out AI in our org chart functionality where you can just uh, sync in all of your roles from like your payroll system, for instance, and we'll automatically build the org chart based on knowing, well, a sales representative probably reports to your sales manager and right. your sales manager reports to the, the director. Right. And, and so, but for people, it's like this instant five second, 10 second thing where it's like, oh my gosh, that's my whole org. Uh, it's, it's really powerful. Then we rolled out AI in our search. So, and you can search any of your content and train. You'll just ask it a question like you would to Siri or Google mm -hmm. or Alexa. And, uh, and it parses through all the content, just gives you a natural language answer. And so, so now, uh, across, you know, all of our new customers, it's something that everyone's using even in a trial before right. they convert. But at the beginning it was like, you know, 5% of people have tried this cool little feature that we rolled out and, and so it's a little by little. Yeah. Adoption's hard with existing customer base because a lot of, I mean, for us, they're using it in their own way to do what they're doing. It's established, they have a process. And if you introduce layers of new process or ways to change it, often they don't care. Cause they're like, I'm getting value. I like it. But for the new customers coming in, making it successful. Have you seen trials converting at a higher rate and introducing these tools? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've done a lot of other things to the products too, but our, our trial conversion has definitely gone up in the last couple of quarters. Right. Cause I imagine, you know, if you're able to get all your, you know, at least a 75% correct content that is roughly where you're going, you can see the value gets you excited and you want to keep going and you want to keep creating with it. Yeah. The biggest objection, you know, for people is this feels hard. This feels mm -hmm. like it's going to take a lot of work. And so if in a trial, if in their first login session, you can have them click a few buttons and build an outline and it creates all this content and five minutes in, it's like, whoa, I have 
all of my roles and responsibilities and three SOPs and, you know, my managers are in here. You're like, well, now I want to use this thing. I'm excited about this. So it's, it's really just time to value a software. Now, it seems to me that like, this has been a no brainer for your industry. And sometimes I wonder, even at Design Pickle, like, are we riding the wave? Like, is this, is this going to really make an impact? Is this going to really like drive a difference for our user experience? And I think time will tell. Uh, sounds like already that it's driving measurable impact in terms of customer adoption. Um, how does it get better though? You know, how, like, what are you guys thinking about in terms of, of, of how to either improve, customize, use it unique to you because importing chat GPT into your app doesn't provide a unique value as it does if you're doing specific things like you've mentioned with the org chart and all that. So, you know, as much as your product leaders will let you share, you know, what are you guys thinking about as like the next phase of this as you customize, specialize and improve what you've done? Well, I'll, I'll just share a few things. So first, you know, I think back to my consulting days before Trainual existed. And when someone needed to talk to me about how their business worked, we'd sit down, I'd ask them a bunch of questions, and they would give me, in their own words, a description of their business. They'd talk about their different departments and their teams and their people and who did what. And they'd talk about the processes that were working well and the ones that weren't. And so moving forward, I see Trainual becoming a lot more consultative and mm -hmm. having input mechanisms that are much more around natural language. Like right. here, just we're going to ask you some questions, fire up your camera and tell us about your business. And then we take everything that you said and we start to build out your, your company playbook, structure it all for you. So that's one piece that's, that's you know, near term. Which I love because uh, just time out for one second. If you think about the old school way of teaching people, I have new employee right here. I'm talking, I'm sharing, I'm telling, I'm clicking, I'm doing things. So that's what they're currently doing anyway. And if you could just capture that and synthesize it, then it doesn't require them to do anything different. And they only have to do it one more time, refine it. And now it's documented. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah we, we talk about Trainual as, you know, the, your smartest, longest tenured employee, like the person <laughs> that knows everything about your business that you could ask any question that, you know, you can be like, Hey, who sends the newsletter? And it's like, Oh, Mark sends the newsletter. And before him, it was Emily. And before him, it was like Jose. And, and, uh, and then you can be like, well, what, what tool do we use for the newsletter? Why don't we use this tool? Oh, we tried using that tool a couple years ago. You know, like all that knowledge is in your business, but if it was in trainual with all of our version history and everything, we could give you those answers. Right. And so that, that's where we're heading. Um, in the, in the more futuristic sense, uh, obviously there's like AR and VR experiences that we're starting to toy with, you know, w w when COVID happened, we bought a bunch of th 360 degree cameras and started uh, making little VR, uh, tutorials on like, Hey, here's a, here's a tour of our office headquarters. Or what if you could do an orientation and sit down and hear the founding story from the founder of the company across the table from them? Right. Right. Like that would be a, such a, a better interactive experience than you reading a 42 page PDF. Right. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so like those things we're absolutely toying with right now. Uh, and then just, it's, it's really about storytelling, you know, like the way that people have done process so far has been a lot of checklists, a lot of PDFs, a lot of Google docs. And when we want to train people on the knowledge of your business, 
there's a lot better ways to communicate, whether it's VR and AR kind of things in the field, whether it's a immersive kind of desktop experience that lets you explore through different areas of a building or a or a department or a timeline that lets you go back in time through the company's org chart. Like there's a lot of fun ways to explore a business that that uh, you know documents don't even scratch the surface on. Right. And I think too, in terms of the way, like you mentioned storytelling, but like just in, 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 in the engaging side of it all, like with emotion, with connection, with anecdotes and, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the connection to culture inside of a company is those things that actually aren't process driven. It's, yeah. it's the, it's the, 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 the little Easter eggs or the stories or the experiences. And I think about what if there was more of that inside of company documentation, you know, kind yeah. of like the experiences and the live blogs and the things that you can pull in from webinars and fireside chats and all of that, but you don't have to watch it all, right? It's like a highlight reel or a clip and thinking about right. starting to parse that information into your instance as well. Yeah. When, when I started, when I wrote my book, I packaged all this up and the idea of a, a business playbook People think of documentation as policies and processes and SOPs. That stuff is last. Mm -hmm. Like the stuff to document about your business first is the profile of your company, which is like your culture, your values, your stories, your your history, your mission, your vision, your ideal customer, your products, your services, your prices. That stuff's not process, mm -hmm. but that stuff's knowledge that we all have to be aligned on. And then the second piece is all about your people, your teams, your departments, your roles, your responsibilities, your individual people's bios and backgrounds and, and career paths and who's done what. So much of the knowledge in a business is the people. And so I think if you think about people and profile, those areas, like you're saying, that is what makes employees love a business, stay with a business, be retained, be productive. And your training needs to be focused on that. When you get down to policies and processes, these are things that maybe only apply to the person living in California yeah. <laughs> or maybe only apply to the, the person that's answering calls at reception. Right. You know, they get really granular. So companies need to start bigger picture first. And that's where you build this awesome training experience. Right. Right. I love it. So uh, let's let's switch to you, Chris, personally. Now, for those who don't know your long, long story, which they can always go look you up online, tons of content there. You started off as a uh, productivity consultant, working with companies, helping them become more efficient. But I've always known you as the guy who's seeking greatness inside of his time management, inside of his output and the tools and the software and the things. So I'd love to know, like, what are you using in your personal life that's technology related? Maybe it's, you know, writing Christmas cards with ChatGPT and you're just crushing it this year with everyone gets a personalized card and they don't even know it. Um, but what's something that you've been really excited about and using or playing around with and you think it's something that's 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 really up and coming that you're introducing more and more? You know, I I I mean, I've definitely been using ChatGPT and all these generative tools, but I've been using them with my kids. It is <laughs> it is the best. It is the best babysitter. You know, if if you if if you need I love it. <laughs> 150 trivia questions for your your you know, your your child, like I have endless supply of NBA <laughs> trivia questions for my older son. That's all he wants to do. And uh which and can like, be yeah, niched just... down into anything. Like <laughs> yeah. 1970s 
you know, uh, you know, whatever Celtics trivia. <laughs> yeah. so that's, that's been my most productive chat GPT hack. Uh, th- th- this is like a, an offline kind of hack, but it's enabling me to get more done is, uh, I got a, we got a family assistant that's been driving me to work and picking me up and it feels like such a basic thing, but I get so much done in that car. So I don't want to drive anymore. I saw, um, I, I see these Waymo's going around everywhere, the autonomous cars right. with no drivers. I want that future as soon as possible because then you've just got kind of an office on the go. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. What are you doing during that. that time? What, cause your commutes 20 minutes, right? Or so like what, it, what, what's, what's your thing, the 20 minute thing that, you know, you can get done and helps you out during that time. So I, I am big into partnerships right now. So in this season of the business, I've been focused on just ticking down the list of the fifth, top 50 partners that we're working on and understanding like next actions and who can I reach out to and where's the biggest impact mm-hmm. I can make. So when I committed to that you know, expense, I knew I have to take on like a high value activities during that time. I can't just be scrolling YouTube or something. So <laughs> unless I was watching this podcast, that would be super. That's high perfect. Value. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Um, now as a leader and as a CEO, you're, you're, you're not only building a service and a software that other people can use that's highly technical and really advancing the way people work. Um, looking at your other functional areas, is, is there any other tools that you're, uh, new tools that you're using that's giving, giving you some advantage, whether it's time output productivity, you know, I was doing one-on-ones with our engineers yesterday, obviously co-pilot's a big one that, that exists yeah. for code and helping yeah, out. But, um, I'm curious if there's been anything that's had, that's moved beyond gimmick and test that you've been like, yeah, this is actually something I can see sticking around or us doing more of. Well, it depends on what avenue we go down. Like in the marketing and growth avenue, there's a tool we've used for a bit called Mutiny that's for personalization. Mm-hmm. And we actually had the marketing really... director Mutiny on this podcast. So okay, yeah, right. it was great. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So so we've been dialing that in. There's this other tool, Nevadic, that's building like clickable demos. It's sort of like sandbox things, tours that you can give people, showing people inside our product. Uh, before they went into a trial, actually made our trials much higher intent. So the people that would get into a trial had already clicked around and kind of done the thing, and it made our conversion rate go up. So that was a that's a cool one. Uh, in the sales world, we're doing uh, outbound texting services that are like AI bot texting kind of things. So it seems like somebody on our team that's following up with them, but it's, it's, uh, you know, if you sit through a demo and you get a text, it's like a, an outbound thing that's sending based on your time zones and all this. So, so that's, that's been a new ad, uh, product you mentioned, uh, you mentioned copilot. I bought this thing, this, this smart board that's been so cool. <laughs> and, and it's just this 55 inch vibe board V I B E. And it's got all these apps baked into it, like Asana and Slack and, and, you know, Google meetings and Zoom and all that. Uh, It's got Miro for our product team and it's got a a built-in webcam. And so I can be on this screen with my marker and drawing things like it's a digital whiteboard and swipe over to the Miro board and be on a video call. And so I'm totally nerding out about that thing. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, finance, we've got this, this tool count that's been, that we hooked up to our analytics that makes all these really simple, beautiful dashboards that are live fed with, 
with current data. And so it's, it's like charts that I can, uh, you know, copy and paste into our board decks and everything. And they're always up to date. So that's, so that's more for you personally and a way to design and create in a better visual way versus the typical, like sad Excel screenshot. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Got it. I so, mean, and, and, and do you think, you know, like, is this just a big season of novelty or do you think has anything really started to make an impact and stick that you're, that, that isn't just in testing? You mean the things that we're using? Yeah, it looks or like, that like, it's like about growth, you know, you'd meet with the, with the texting or, or with the uh, conversions on the, on the demo. Cause I think, you know, and I'll take it back a step is like, I think there's a bit of an overwhelm right now with how many things are happening and coming out that, that existed before AI. Like, you know, there's yeah. always been more cool tech testing, whatever to be out there. And then the advent of this new way of thinking and creating and analyzing and compiling data and doing it in a way that's so easy and accessible. Like I, I almost feel like there is a, um, there just, there's too much. And how do you, how do you decide like, what's a distraction back to shiny object? What's you just being like, this is cool versus like, Hey, this is like, how do you decide what is the decision filter for you and what to implement? And Maybe it's you don't. lower risk than ever. Yeah. It's lower. So, so, you know, people that are averse to change won't try these things because it feels like it's changing too fast. You know, I remember when we first got started as, as entrepreneurs, you know, 20 years ago or he- hearing stories and people are like, oh yeah, you know, used to be that you needed a server and you needed a, you know, like <laughs> you, you couldn't just go to GoDaddy and make a website, you know, or whatever it was. And, and in the same way that the internet was like a revolution for entrepreneurs. All these new tools, even though there's millions of them, are that same revolution on a micro scale. Right. And so they're what they're doing is empowering all of our employees that you should be testing new things every day or trying things and more are going to fail than will succeed. But you're going to stumble across things that were low risk. They were easy to implement. They were easy to 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 try. And some of them are going to work. And so not everything that we're doing works, but there's, you know, like for every maybe every five or ten we try, there's one or two that are like, wow, that was a home run. Right. Like one we did last uh, last month or so. This this tool, Hey Gen, Hey G E N. If you've seen that, uh, it you can upload a video of yourself talking, uh, just a talking head kind of thing like this, and then you say write a script for whatever you want it to say. Pick a language that you want to say it in, and it animates your mouth saying those words, and it re- reproduces your own voice. And so it's like a deep fake video of yourself in any language, uh, talk, talking about whatever you want. And the the first use of this was like, oh, let's trick all of our employees. And so <laughs> we did a, a where did, most testing a, happens. <laughs> yeah. And so we we shot a, a video of me uh, saying all this stuff. And I was I was in this room. I was against this background. And I'm saying all this stuff. And we played at the beginning of our quarterly all hands meeting. And then I came on like real Chris and was like, actually, that was a fake like that. That was a just a AI bot. But now we're like, well, how can we use this for product marketing? How can we how can we take the videos, the the lessons that I teach and show it in 15 countries in 15 different languages? Uh, it, you know, like that that's a, right. a real thing that's getting baked into our marketing strategy that wouldn't have existed if we hadn't been willing without to without just that. playing around. Now, just really super practically, uh, and then we're gonna kind of wrap up here. Like, is there some structure you have to give the flexibility for team members to test, but not go too far. Like you can spend a thousand bucks a month or 
you know, 1% of clients can be impacted by whatever crazy ideas you have. Like, how do you, how do you scale testing? So it just doesn't become Willy Wonka's factory, you know, like where everything's <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> so I guess we, we built this infrastructure where, you know, on, on the website, the mutiny stuff is a good example where we can make a landing page that doesn't affect the rest of the website, or we can carve out a, an experience where the text changes for this percentage of traffic. Um, with our, our application, we built this feature flagging type mm -hmm. of infrastructure where anything new that we put out, we can say we're flagging it. We're turning it off for existing customers. We have a beta group of customers that's opted into this that can see kind of our labs features. And so then we know it's a lower risk thing to roll out to this small group. So we definitely have those, those things in the app. Um, uh, just internally across yeah, the team, yeah, your own processes, like how, yeah. 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 So we, we have different spending thresholds of like discretionary uh, decision-making spend at every level, whether it's a VP, a director, a manager, a team lead. And so, so they know that they've got some latitude within the, those dollar amounts. Uh, and then we just encourage it. We celebrate it in all of our, all of our meetings, but there's no hard and fast, you know, explicit, you may do three tests a month sort right. of thing. We have a core value that's uh, everyone has a key. And the whole idea of that is everyone is, a, is like an owner. Everyone can make decisions and try things. Don't wait for permission. Mm -hmm. Like like actually try it and show it off and you'll be praised for that. Love it. Love it. So um, wrapping up here, I, I kind of asked this similar question to a lot of our guests based on who they are. We've had tech founders, we've had SVPs, we've had authors. And when you look at your role, you know, the role of a CEO, and you fast forward, let's just say three, four years from now, um, how do you think that role evolves from your day-to-day -day from today? Um, you know, we've talked about chat GPT, you're writing less, you're creating more, you're doing these things or whatever it is, but what are some of the predictions or what are some of the things that you're really excited about um, that you see technology driving uh, for your role as a CEO that things you will be able to do that you currently can't or things that you know you... Um, won't have to do anymore because computers and robots are doing them all for you. Love to, I'd love to get your, your predictions on that. <laughs> yeah. So I think I am a translator of my intuition and market sense to practical things that my team can actually implement. <laughs> and I spend all my time trying to translate this vision stuff. And so where I see technology really supporting me is, you know, a lot of these no code things that have come out. Like we, we had an idea, my brother and I, we had an idea for this thing in the product uh, at an event a month ago. And we were sitting at the event. I sketched it out on my iPad. I took a screenshot of it, sent it to him. He uploaded the photo to ChatGPT because they just released this coding, this image upload functionality. Of a, hand -drawn, of a hand drawing. Of a hand drawn feature in the app that I wanted. Then he... He uh, asked it for all the instructions to build a React application, and it walked him through how to download the application. It wrote the code for him. He asked it to match the CSS styles to Trainual's website. It did that. And then we had this working proof of concept application that we could give the engineering team to describe like the idea. And all of that happened in you know a, a, a weekend. Yeah. And it's crazy how tech is enabling us to translate things more quickly. I love it. And whether it's across languages or whether it's just getting your ideas uh, across to others more quickly. I think that's the biggest change that, uh, you know, for me personally as a CEO and for a lot of us. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, 
the beauty of generative AI and tech, uh, which is anyone now can use a methodology we're very familiar with, which is talking and writing. And that's turning into a creation tool, whether it's visual, yeah. verbal code, what have you, which only accelerates ideas and accelerates the way we communicate and the way we express ourselves in that translation but, piece. But think about this, like, like we're thinking generative right now in terms of like another language or images or making videos, but all of us have different learning styles. Mm -hmm. We all have different kind of cognitive, conative ways that we like to receive information. Imagine I could shout into the phone and be like, why the heck aren't you doing this? And then it comes out the other end is like, hey, I was thinking, um, <laughs> you know, like, and imagine generative intent. The, yeah. Based on the person on the other side, how they could receive our messages. It's going to make us all better leaders. I love it. So we're going to do something we've never done on the podcast before. And it's because... We all love Trainual. Well, you and I are very vested in Trainual. We don't have a sponsor. We don't let people pitch or make offers or anything. Usually I just say, where can people find you? But we're so bought into Trainual, just as much as Design Pickle. Um, I'd love for people to check out what we've talked about because it really is transformational. And I say that like genuinely, not financially incentivized to promote it, but just to say like it, it has helped our business so much. And what you guys are doing is super impressive just to remove the barriers uh, to solve those problems. So, um, what can people do to get, to check out Trainual and, and, and learn more. And then of course, learn more about what you're talking about, Chris, where's the best place to find you? Yeah. So best place to find me is either on LinkedIn or Instagram. That's I'm there all the time. DM me. It's just at Chris Ronzio, R-O-N-Z-I-O. -O. So please reach out, tell me that you heard this episode. And then anyone that wants to check out Trainual, just go to trainual.com. That's train ual.com <laughs> and we put together a, a, a code for anybody that's listening to this to get 20% off it's create tech so like the the hybrid of create and is tech. there two t's or one t one t perfect c-r-e-a-t-e-e-c-h create tech <laughs> 20. We'll put it in the show notes just in case. Yeah. Maybe you can create a couple yeah. variant codes just for spelling errors there. Um, <laughs> well, dude, Chris, so, uh, I mean, I think this is probably our third or fourth podcast we've done together over a decade or so, but always enjoy uh, chatting, hearing about what you're doing. Definitely check out Trainual. Check out Chris on LinkedIn. Um, that's where I usually see his content. And for everyone else listening, the links, this was a massive value bomb of tons of recommendations. We will put it through our generative AI tools to get you all the links and the summary automatically. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and share it. We're excited to bring you more content. And Mr. Ronzio, enjoy your whiteboard. Enjoy your rest of the day. And thanks for joining us today. To stay up to date on all our future episodes, access show notes, as well as see our past great interviews, head over to our site, designpickle.com slash create tech. That's slash C-R-E-A-T-E-C-H. We'll see you next time. Take care.